Welcome to the Eat Scripture Podcast. This is Eric and Gina Robinson, and we are going through the Gospel of Luke. We are starting in chapter 10 today. Correct. And it feels like it's taken us a while to get here. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) But there's so much in every passage that we're going Mm -hmm. through. I just don't want to rush it. Yeah. Faster than we have to. And that's what we're really hoping that, um, that our listeners are into that too, because this... Uh, verse by verse study is really a, a wonderful thing when you can get into it and really dig in these things. And we're still not even getting to all of it. No, we're not. So. <laughs> no, that's right. We're, we're not like we're touching on everything. So everybody should feel feel like you can just go as long as you need to, stay as long as you need to in any passage, any verse. Let God really open it up to you. So. If you're new to listening to our podcast, um, you can go to our website mm-hmm. at eatscripture.com and find out a little bit more about our ministry. Yep. And um, we have Bible studies that are ongoing and you may be able to join one of those, or you may just want to listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a donate page if you're interested in helping us out that way. Mm-hmm. We would appreciate that. But yep. mostly we just uh, covet your prayers. That's right. And um, that we can keep doing this. Mm-hmm. So... Let's get started with chapter 10. Yeah, because this uh, is going to keep building on a couple of things that we touched on last time, this whole acceptance rejection thing. Right. Now that God, uh, now that Christ is, is going to send out the 72 and then what, how then they will be received. He's talking to them about that or rejected. Uh, and so, and then their response to that, that becomes very important. Then we're going to keep going through from verse 1 all the way through verse 20 today and so we're gonna we're gonna watch as this little transition takes place where he then talks to some cities who are nearby and how they have not received the message and kind of implies what's going to happen there not just implies but quite clear yeah, about, it. Strong about it uh, yep. and then gets back into the return of the seven come right. back from their little short mission. So to us, it looks kind of like a sandwich, um, we would say in literary structure, but it's actually part of a bigger chiasm that we started last mm-hmm. time. So we'll, but, but let's get into this because I think um, by reading some of this, we're going to hear some of the things that we've heard before and then we'll dig into them a little bit, put a little more flesh on the bones. It almost feels like chapter 10 is a repeat. Of, of some chapter nine, more, yeah, nine, um, one and just with more information, yeah, but yeah. and more people. <laughs> the first few verses of nine sound very much like right. this. So, so yeah. we can talk about that a little bit. Okay, let's read it. Awesome. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you and remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide. For the laborer deserves his wages. 
Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Mm. Man. Um, this is really, like you said, sounds so much like chapter 9, verse 1 through 12, that we can't help but think about it as we're even listening to it right now, I think. And that, which is, which is probably good because there's something very significant to tying together the idea that Jesus calls more than just the 12 to a similar mission right. as the 12. And so we're very much there. a continuation of the thing that's been happening um, since the beginning. And there are obviously now just a lot of people following mm-hmm. from, you know, going from town to town. Mm-hmm. And in this last story that we talked about in the last podcast, um, he sent messengers ahead of him into the town mm-hmm. to make yeah. preparations. I don't know. Now I'm thinking about that more and I'm like, what is that exactly? Is that what some of these people mm-hmm. were doing? Is that what he's sending them out to do to right. prepare Maybe even prepare hearts mm-hmm. yeah. for what Jesus is going to do when he comes to their town. Right. Which seems like that would have something to do with it. Just yeah. don't know exactly what that might look like. I guess in like, this but... other story, I just thought they were going to, you know, get a hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Make preparations. Check out the places like to eat and everything. Itinerary, but that this, kind of thing. This seems more and I much more spiritual now I'm looking back going I think it was more in this other story absolutely I think so too yeah much more spiritually connected than just that um it it is really quite something the the way that he is really giving them imparting to them something of himself something of the way he does which is what we're going to hear when they return they're going to be stunned at just how much god uh, christ's name is powerful through them um but even you know here as they go out they're expected to do things that are similar to what he's doing um and and so whenever they're making these whatever kind of preparations or like it says go ahead of him into every town and place where he himself was about to go. They're certainly doing things, obviously, that have to do with the ministry of Jesus and what he's been about, as we see that come up later. Um, The fact that it's 72 is interesting, which is here mentioned in our Bibles. It gives gives a clear little, you know, uh, footnote to the fact that it might be 70, which is certainly very well attested in the ancient manuscripts too. It's a real, uh, some in some ways a toss up between 70 and 72. Um, but 72 does seem to come to the fore, but there are Bibles that still have 70 written there in 10.1. Some good, good translations that have 70 written there. I find that interesting because I think this is a, a direct connection back to Moses in Numbers chapter 11, verse one through 30. Moses is is upset with having to deal with the people, and it's so difficult. And he's complaining to to it uh, to God about it. And God says that he's gonna he takes Moses and takes from the spirit on Moses and 
distributes it among 70 who have been gathered around Moses to help Moses with this leadership thing, leadership task that he has ahead of him. And then there are, interestingly enough, two guys who are out in the camp that Moses, uh, that Joshua finds or finds out about that are also prophesying like these 70 are, like Moses now. And he is kind of upset about it and says, wait a second, there's two out there who we didn't gather together with our 70 here. They're also prophesying. Their names are Eldad and Medad. And, and Moses basically tells Joshua, look, I would that everybody were able to do this. So there's no qualms that we have with two guys out there who are actually a part of this 70 bunch that just aren't here standing with them. No problem. Uh, uh, what Jesus said about people casting out demons in his name. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry about them. If they're for us, they're not against us. If they're not against us, they're for us. So that's a that's a very close analogy, I think, probably to what we have. Yeah, in in that Moses context, and so bringing it forward to here. Now I see that Jesus is giving some of yeah. the power that's on him seems to be distributed through his name into these seventy-two who are going to go out sounds very much like that Moses context only even greater they're going out they're casting out demons they're doing very this becomes like I said uh, something that harks back to Moses but even now shows that Jesus is a greater than Moses who's come and his his ones who follow him so it makes it all almost makes sense if there's a little confusion is it 70 or is it 72 yeah yeah because there was confusion in the first, right. in the very first time. Confusion for Joshua has now translated into our confusion right. of manuscripts. Yeah. And the Sanhedrin took up that number 70 from these stories, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's why they had 70 people on the Sanhedrin, right? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. It gets, it's the Sanhedrin itself, the governing body of the ancient Jews, took its number from this and from Exodus 24, 1, where it's 70 elders who go up on the mountain with Moses. Both of these 70. 70 must be what God wants to Well, and 70 is a big number people. because it's 7 times 10. Yeah. And so it's the two big perfect numbers. Yeah. So um, right. that makes sense. But I think it's kind of cool that there's two <laughs> extra here. Yeah, I do, I do too. I think it's really kind of neat uh, the way that it's all worded. Now, they're going to go out, like we said, they're preparing the way for Jesus to come. They're going to the same places that he's going to go. So kind of setting up for his arrival there, which isn't unlike what we're doing, right? Even today, uh, we're down here in Jesus's name, working uh, toward the fact that we know he's going to come. And, and we so know we he's kinda, working through us. His mm-hmm, name yeah. is powerful through us. Yes, exactly. Um, and he, when his second coming, he'll Jesus arrive too. Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but laborers are few. Mm-hmm. And that we should pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into this harvest. Yes, something we still so, want to be doing, yes. I think, very much. That's the idea. It's not just for one time in ancient Israel. This is for us too to be praying about. God has some, you know, talk to your kids about missionary life. You know, maybe a part of what you're doing. I mean, and I don't know. This plays out in various in life, ways. See it as a missionary. That's right. So, See it as a, as a life. Of, of, but I don't think any of us get to just go, oh, yeah, well, I'm not really a That's not me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not really my thing. Yeah, I so. think you're right. And then he says, go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Well, that's a, another big statement, too, about the kind of, the fact that his 
his followers can very much expect to meet with opposition, meet with dangerous opposition. You but know, they're to be gentle. Yeah. And lowly. Right. Like lambs. Absolutely, they're lambs. The wolves are the wolves, but you're still the lambs. You don't get to turn into a wolf because they're a wolf. You don't right. get to be mean back. You don't get to. That's never been Jesus's message. You are supposed to be loving and humble, even to those who persecute and get you right. pray for their, pray for their souls, pray for their best. Um, Ezekiel twenty two twenty seven, Zephaniah three three. Those are both places that speak about the leadership of Israel being like wolves to its people that are like lambs that are like sheep being torn apart even by their leadership itself can't help but wonder if Jesus had some of that in mind as he's telling because he knows there's going to be fierce opposition from the leadership of the Jews from those particularly from the ruling bodies the chief priests scribes Pharisees etc will will provide a lot of their their danger the, uh, that goes toward these followers of Jesus. Um, then he tells them, you know, that they're really to depend upon God on the way, just like you, like you had pointed out. It sounds so much like nine one and following these two and ten four and following. Yeah, extra sandals, no extra or sandals. Even greet one another on the road, which yeah, that's an weird. interesting little phrase. Um, sounds weird, but, but I, I mean, we talked about that. I think that mm-hmm. just means. It doesn't mean you can't smile and say hi. It just <laughs> right. means this idle chit chat and yeah. wasting time along the way. Yeah, we he, should be. He's calling them to be on point. Yes, urgent in their desire to fulfill their mission. Right. That's what it. Yeah, that's exactly what you're saying. I know, and that's exactly just like, what it is. You know, he set his face toward Jerusalem, and we yes. talked about that. And they're supposed to also set their faces toward this ministry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then it goes on with whatever house you enter. First, say peace be to this house. If there's a son of peace there, then your peace will rest on him. But if not, it'll return to you. So you'll, you know, you pronounce peace wherever you go. And hopefully there will be someone who receives that peace and returns it to you. But if not, um, your peace will return to you and remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide for the laborer deserves his wages. So do not go from house to house, it says in verse seven. Don't be those kind of people who are constantly looking for a better deal. If you come to a village and somebody receives you into their home, stay there with that person. If they happen to have some friends who come over, they meet you, they like you, they're wealthier. They're like, hey, come over to my house. I got, and you're like, they hey, got a softer bed. Be they got yeah. food you like more. Sounds like a better deal than me. You're going to go over there. He's like, Jesus is like, no, that is not how this works. You stay in the house that first received you. Don't become that person that everybody will know is now just looking for the best. Well, best, and I love that too because I think that speaks to our doing life with people. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. And actually being their friend and not just being there to, mm-hmm. you know, get something out of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Moving on. Which is the same. Next verse does the same thing. When you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Yeah. I mean, again, don't. I'd rather, don't, have, yeah, I'd well, rather have tacos. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Don't you have anything a little better? I mean, I mean, it seems kind of simple. Um, where's the meat? And so <laughs> it's it's really, you just eat what's set before you. Be a hospitable guest and, uh, and really return their hospitality in that way. Heal the sick, 
in it, in that town. And said, so he's expecting, he's expecting them to yeah. heal the sick. They're going to extend the power that they've seen in Jesus and be extended to through me. them. What does this say to us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we don't ever expect to be able to heal somebody. Mm-hmm. So anyway. And say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. Now, that's the very thing that you're also going to say to those who don't receive you in verse 11. Right. So, but, uh, you know, you're also going to say more to them when they don't receive you. Enter a town and they do not receive you. Go into the streets and say, even the dust of the town that clings to our feet, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, the kingdom of God has come near. So most people have been approached by the kingdom of God. And that's, I think, through his people. Just like the kingdom of God will approach people today in the approach of God's people. I mean, when we come near, the kingdom of God has come near. You don't have to step over a border to get into the kingdom of God. It goes with his people. So when they come near, it's drawn near to you. And you have a chance to receive it and become a part of that kingdom or a chance to reject it. I I love that because I think the kingdom of God is the one going out. Mm, yeah, it actually and, moves. Yes. Yeah. It's not stationary. It's not sitting over here waiting for you to come to it. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of God is going. It's alive. It's. Mm. Man, I, I do. I love that. Building too. bridges yeah. to you. Yeah. Anyway, I love that. Oh, very much. So that whole idea is everything about that is about the disciples who are out representing Jesus being received or not and being the kingdom of God as they're moving in the world preparing the way for the Lord mm-hmm. as it were um, I just read something that said you'll know um, something to the effect of you know where people's spiritual health is not in the good times but when they don't get their way mm-hmm. and how they respond and I'm thinking about he's saying even if things aren't quite to your liking, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to still be this person of healing and uh, yeah. representing the kingdom of God, yeah. being near to them. And so right. I, I think even that... Even if things aren't quite mm-hmm. to your liking. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's actually a great way to say it. Yes, you still get to be that person who's healing and, and showing love and... Jesus's desires are coming through you. I mean, all of that, even when it's not exactly what you would like. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Then he ends this section in verse 12 with something that is going to launch us into verse 13 and following, where he's talking about the city that doesn't receive you, doesn't receive the kingdom. There'll come a day when it'll be worse for them than it is for Sodom yeah. and the judgment. That one makes me cringe every time Ooh, I read it. Yes, that like, hurts. Oh, wow, okay. It does hurt. That, got, that escalated quickly. So we'll just read our next section and then kind of talk about that as a whole. that goes with this. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Chapter 10, starting in verse 13. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable in the judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? 
you shall be brought down to Hades. The one who hears you, hears me. And the one who rejects you, rejects me. And the one who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. This is harsh sounding stuff. Um, so we, we ended... I was wondering if we could skip this part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, since it's in here. Yeah, this is that kind of thing where hmm, hearing Jesus talk this way just kind of hurts our heart uh, because because it has to do with judgment and because he is the one we serve and, and we don't, you know, maybe we don't like hearing him talk like this, but there has there will be right. consequence upon those who don't receive the message that he has. And whenever we start, we so we end that last part we were in with verse 12 and he right. makes a reference to Sodom there, how for those who don't receive, the cities that don't receive you, it's going to be more bearable for uh, Sodom in that day, that judgment day, than it will be for them. And we all know Sodom is one of the most well-known places where God's judgment reigns in the Old Testament. And so uh, we don't want to be like Sodom. Obviously. For sure. And that it could be worse. Yeah. It's hard to. Hard to imagine. Hard to picture. Right. Uh, But as you pointed out to me, Chorazin and Bethsaida and um, even over here where it says Capernaum mm-hmm. are all Jewish places. Yes, exactly. So Sodom was too, and these are all Jew. I mean, I say Sodom was. Sodom was not, I mean, too, one of those, but it was, it's in the Old Testament, it's very clear that the judgment, what happens when judgment comes there, um, but like you're, but like he, Jesus is making a point out of saying that even that city which suffered so harshly it won't be comparative to these which are going to be truly under greater judgment because they have seen what they've seen and experienced what they've experienced from Jesus himself right. who came to them. They actually had the Messiah standing in front of them Yes. and didn't yeah. receive him or yeah. people who were there in his name. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but Chorazin and Bethsaida are Jewish cities and he is saying, "These you've seen these mighty works, mm-hmm. and yet you haven't received me. Mm-hmm. Even Tyre and Sidon, yeah, who are definitely who are not not Jewish, Jewish cities. cities. Had they seen these things, they would have repented a long time ago. Yes, yeah, and would be sitting in sackcloth and ashes. Yes. So it's going to be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon." Mm-hmm than for you. Yes. And all of this is very interesting talk for us because is there a difference in the severity of final judgment for some than others? I mean, we can't help but get into what does more bearable mean in that day of judgment? How how bad will it get for some and yet not some some won't suffer the same severity of judgment as others is that what's being even implied here you know that's a very difficult we don't really know we don't know i don't think we want to i don't think we want to chance any of (laughs) right exactly who wants to so i just want to let's not learn i want to do what he's asking me to do i want to recognize him when he's standing in front of me Mm -hmm. because i don't want to like guess about how bad it can be or how yeah i mean in in 12 47 and 48 we have this same type of thing being said by Jesus again about the servants who 
do right while the master's away and then the servants who don't do right by the master while the master's away and he says of those and, and this is in luke also we'll talk about it more later but he's saying and that servant who knew his master's will but did not get ready or act accordingly to his will will receive a severe beating but the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating everyone everyone to whom much was given of him much will be required and for him to whom they entrusted much they will demand the more so it will all i'm saying is those are strange words to read too i mean Mm -hmm. beating versus light beating punishment versus more severe punishment like you're saying who wants to know what the difference is anyway? Don't, wouldn't you rather just be on the side where there's no punishment? And that's what we're right. encouraged to do. I pick no beating. Um, yeah, I pick so. zero beating. <laughs> Good point. I think the point is here that how we receive him is of ultimate consequence. Yes. And to when we hear uh, when we hear him. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to respond mm-hmm. and be yeah. full in and not be um, holding back. Right. Yeah. Because we don't know when the time is coming and how bad things could get. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Um, uh, just it's it's a big thing. Yeah. To to hear the Messiah, hear his words, yeah. and to not react rightly. Favorably. Yes. Yeah. Correctly. That's correct. Uh, when we get into this, just to make a couple more notes before we get away from this, that number one, in verse 13, he switches to you, Chorus, and you already made this point a while ago a little bit. We, you started talking about how he's speaking to them. You, Chorus, and you, Bethsaida, uh, for the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon. So he's talking directly to them. You, you, you. We, we've just heard him. He's been talking directly to the ones that he's sending out and how they're right. to act. Right. And even in verse 12, it sounds like he's still talking to them. Then there's a switch of person in verse 13 to where he's talking to these cities who have not received God's message of the kingdom. Right. They haven't repented. Uh, and so he talks directly to them because when we get to verse 17, now we're going to have to we're going to have the return of the 72. Right. So something happened in between where he was talking to the 72 about their job, and then when they returned, and Luke has some put this are, in the middle. Some of these cities that didn't repent. Mm-hmm, yeah. And 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 so Luke has put this in the middle as if to say a time period has gone by. There has been a time period go by, and Jesus is. Jesus is now referencing those cities that were not responsive uh, to God's message. Whether and and much of that being through His own ministry that has happened in those cities. By the way, Corazon, we only hear about here and in the parallel passage in Matthew, where it's the same. Matthew eleven twenty one is the same parallel to this. Corazon is only heard in this bad light, but it's obvious that Jesus did much ministry there. Because that's why he's referencing them here. Because they have seen much as far as the kingdom of God is concerned and see what Jesus has done and still haven't received. We don't hear about them, so we must not have repented. We only get, yes, this bad word about Corazon. To me, all of this harkens a little bit back to Jonah. Mm -hmm. 
because there were cities who yes a city I mean, of all cities just Nineveh the, yes considered the most, one of the most evil in the world at the time yes very gentile and they did not repent or they did repent right they Jonah spent went, years yes. just doing evil upon right. evil and horrible things to other cultures and other nations um, some of the worst depictions we have of ancient uh, conquering of other cities and what they did to their prisoners are pictures of what Nineveh did to its prisoners. And that's why Jonah didn't want to go there. That's exactly why. He, he knew God would have mercy if and they, relent if they, if they repented. At all. Yes. And they did, and, and it, upset, it yeah, made Jonah yeah, very and upset. God showed mercy, and <laughs> Jonah got very upset about that. So it just, I don't know, something about this story just makes me think of, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Even Nineveh was repentant yes. when they heard. Yes. The good and, news. and even Jonah and his unwillingness to deliver the message, they still repented. Right. And so, how much more for cities that have Jesus come and yes. the work that he does? The Messiah the himself. He does. And, yeah. 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 And these are Jewish cities. So, um, wow. Really, really intriguing. Um, and so, this is right here in the middle of this idea of the 72 going out either being received or rejected and then we see the, these are the kinds of cities that are rejecting and this is what will happen to them so again we wanted to get to that second part of them coming back but yeah. we're running out of time so we'll just start and there's there. a lot of little nuances to talk about between verses 17 through 20 so we want to say that for next time right. and really uh, kind of give a little bit more framework for those although there's some difficult things in there but we're going to talk about them so uh, I think we're having a good having a good discussion here in this section about the reception versus the rejection of the message of Jesus whether uh, as it comes through him and as it comes through his disciples who are also empowered through him and in his name uh, to do this work it's really interesting because the first part I believe of Luke was about response to Jesus as well mm-hmm. uh, but now it's more not just about the disciples response and yeah now it's going it's taking it's a, it deeper it's, yeah. it's a bigger the response of the greater the greater world almost although we haven't reached into the Gentile world yet but certainly the greater communities the further spread the region uh, of the gospel how it's being so received Luke is making a big deal out of how people respond mm-hmm. yes to Jesus it's a huge deal to him mm-hmm. yeah it is of crucial importance very very crucial yes I, I agree so yeah we'll get more we'll get more into this the return of the 72 how they react what they've seen uh, and then Jesus's response back to them as we start next time so this time so glad you joined us again had a great time talking to y'all and just keeping your bibles let god open it up to you and we will talk to you in just a few days god bless